This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Some advice from Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is offering advice that is pretty much really just for rich people because <laughs> the rest of us aren't going to be able to afford it. Of course. The uh, Instagram post, there is something called the Prenuvo Full Body Scan. Oh. And uh, this sounds great. I'd love to sign up for one. Uh, you could supposedly, quote, detect cancer and diseases such as aneurysms in its earliest stages before symptoms arise. I saw this post of her yesterday. Like, when I woke up yesterday morning, it was the first thing that I saw was her standing in front of this gigantic x-ray machine. I read the whole thing. I was like, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, she claims it has literally saved the lives of some of her friends and also pointed out that her post is not an ad. She's just hyped about the procedure. It all does sound pretty cool. Uh, the price tag, well, 2500 Ouch. Could be worse. Yes. I guess, you know, when you start, it's been a while. I mean, that's for one. What's a CAT scan cost you? I don't, I, I don't know. It's a lot. What's an I'm MRI sure. cost you? A lot, I'm sure. Is it, it, is it in the ballpark of those? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Let's let's get a price tag on things, you know, procedures that, that people have common. that are usually covered by insurance. Yeah, and see if it's I in the ballpark. Insurance probably would not. Cover I'm guessing this, you are correct. And of course, collective. people are giving her, you know, a hard time for recommending these, saying she's out of touch. One person said, "Love a billionaire recommending preventative care that is totally accessible to 98 percent of your fan base." Total vibe. <laughs> Buddy and I works for a pharmaceutical company, and he's. I, I said, you know, what do you, what are your, what's your biggest uh, thing right now? And he says, we have this test where we can detect so much as one cancer cell, and and pinpoint it, like yeah. tell you exactly where it is. And he said that was like a thousand dollars. Oh, that's cheap compared yeah, to compared that's to. Not, well, that's kind of what is what does the test involve? Is it a scan? I, or I don't is know. It we a... didn't get that much into oh, it. It, okay. it was some kind of scan, I would imagine. So maybe Something this is, you know, a fancier. Along the lines. Right. And then, coincidentally enough, when we were in Norway, we were talking to a friend of one of Kristen's relatives who, I guess he works for Roche. Okay. And he said, we have uh, also, we can not only tell where the cancer cell is, um, but based on your specific dna it will tell you the best way to treat it before it even becomes anything becomes a thing 
And I'm like, well, what does that cost? He goes, nothing, because you can't get it. Neither Europe nor the U.S. will approve it right now. Like, it's sitting on oh, the they're shelf. Not, yeah, they're not going to. He's like, yeah. it's ready to go. Right. And it works. And they just will not. Well, yeah, because then the pharmaceuticals aren't going to make any money because they can't sell you all of the drugs that, you, that they're currently selling you to treat cancer. Cancer, cancer is a big moneymaker. But if they have that kind of testing, that is maddening. Yeah, I mean, his point is the money we could be making from this would more than make up for that. Well, then if you've ever lost anyone from any sort of cancer, I mean, geez. Yeah. That's devastating. He was very frustrated with that. And he said, you know, it's not like there haven't been efforts. And he was a part of it because he lived in Delaware for like he lived in the U.S. trying Mm -hmm. to get them use their lobbying group to say, hey, let's all get on board. This is for real. Yeah. And they just, for whatever reason, wouldn't yet. We got to take a break, though. We got a bunch of other stuff to get you caught up on as well this morning. Um, There's going to be a big price increase, not a little one. From Disney Plus and Hulu. I mean, we knew there were, and there have been. Oh, yeah. But it's never ending. They want more of your money, and they do not want to pay it to the actors and writers. Yep. That's all straight ahead next. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm trying to, in general, take better care of myself. I'm trying to stop smoking. I've smoked since I was 13 years old. I started when I was 13 years old because I stole two cigarettes from my older sister and I hid them in a shoebox under my bed with a copy of Cosmopolitan magazine. (laughs) And one day, my mom cleaned under my bed and she found the shoebox. I came home from school and my mom was standing there holding it and she said, Hey, mister, I found your treasure. And I never liked the way she phrased that, you know, because that made me sound like the world's lamest pirate, like a guy whose treasure chest is two cigarettes and a woman's magazine. And my dad came home from work, and my mom told my dad that she had cleaned under my bed and found a shoebox with two cigarettes and a cosmopolitan, which prompted my dad to ask, how does John know how to make a cosmopolitan? You may not have heard of Lil Tay before, but she's a former nine-year-old social media star and a hip-hop influencer. And sadly, she died recently under mysterious circumstances, and she was only 14. Uh, Her brother also died, according to an Instagram post, but there's no word what happened. Her real name was Claire Hope. She blew up online with a series of videos where she talked trash, flashed wads of cash, and posed with expensive cars she supposedly owned and drove. Uh, She never actually drove in her videos. The most she did would, would be to sit in the driver's seat of the parked cars and sometimes floor the accelerator. Uh, but here's a montage of her character. Lil Tay just got a brand new Jaguar. This car cost me 130000 Y'all grown man hating on me, but that ain't changing nothing. I'm still gonna be rich. I'm the youngest flex of the century, bitch, and I'm only nine years what? old. I dropped 200 racks on this car, and I'm only nine years old. I got the keys to this car. All y'all grown ass men hating on a nine year old, I ain't got no license. Y'all don't even have a car. I ain't got no 
Yeah, so you get the idea. Anyway, she had more than 3 million followers and was supposedly associated with real rappers, uh, but she hadn't posted anything since 2018. Uh, here's some audio of Claire Hope, also known as Lil Tay, sounding like an actual normal nine-year-old girl. I wanted to start making Instagram videos because I wanted to start motivating people and inspiring people to accomplish their dreams. People don't know that I can sing, dance, skate, swim, read and write in different languages. When I grow up, I want to get into acting, I want to get into music, and I want to do everything in the entertainment industry. Just stop reporting my videos. I have a dream. I'm trying to make my mom proud. I'm trying to chase my dreams. I'm trying to spread positivity, and y'all are just here hating on me for no reason. If you don't like me, just block me. I didn't do anything to you. You can hear the emotional agony in that Mm -hmm. video when the reality of negative online comments had really affected her. Um, Anyway, a message was posted on Tay's Instagram yesterday announcing her sudden and tragic passing along with the death of her brother. Nobody knows who posted it or what happened, but her death has brought past allegations of abuse and bad parenting along with an ugly custody battle between her parents back to the surface. Hmm. A few years ago, Tay's older brother, Jason, accused their father of abusing her physically and verbally and stealing money from her. Uh, Now, we don't know at this point if Jason is the brother who supposedly died along with Tay, and there is also the question of who was letting a nine-year-old girl make such raunchy videos. Uh, but in an interview years ago, Tay's mom said that Jason was actually the creative force behind them. And she defended those videos as comedic. Now, there are rumors online that Tay and Jason died in a car crash and also a jet ski accident. But those claims are not remotely official at this point. Mm. Uh, but whatever happens, it, it feels like we're going to be talking about this one for a bit. For a bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Really sad. Whatever happened there. Yeah. Okay. So Disney Plus and Hulu starting October 12th. Disney Plus with no ads is going from $10.99 a month to $13.99 a month. Hulu with no ads is going from $14.99 to $17.99. So that if doing the math... Yes. It's early in the morning. I know it's hard. Yes. That's $3. Oh, each. my goodness. A $3 <laughs> well, price hike on each. Really drives it home when you put it I that way. I know. The I ads. Wonder how much the bundle, because we used to have the bundle, because you could bundle Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, and it was like 30, I think, something dollars a month. So it was like, if you liked all of those, you could bundle that them together. That was the smart way to go. Yeah. Well, the ad-supported versions are going to stay at seven ninety nine, so you always got that option. ESPN Plus with ads is increasing from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine. That would be one dollar. And here's more bad news: Disney has seen how successful Netflix has been in cracking down on password sharing, and they like it. Looking into it, might roll out some kind of system next year to keep you from sharing your. Password My friend well. Meg pointed this out to me last year. She's like, if you ever want to get any of those things that are during the holidays and certain times of the years, they run specials, but they don't tell anybody. And so I did. I bought the Peacock for two bucks a month. And you committed to what, I, a year? A year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and need I, to. And I do have the commercials. And I will tell you that about 
two-thirds of the time, they go to the commercial break. Yeah. And there weren't any sold. And it oh, just continues it just on to the next chunk. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, meh. Well, yeah. and for kids <laughs> I will say for Disney, they do a lot of uh, toys and fun, like, the more you know style segments during the commercials. Because, like, every now and then we'll Public put... Public service announcement. Yeah, like, every now and then we'll put the regular Disney channel on just as, like, filler television in the morning. And that's how my kid learns about toys and things that are out there that she may not know about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it's that bad of a choice for the Disney Plus. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I was telling you guys in our Facebook Live video that we just had the conversation this weekend about going through all of our accounts that we're paying for. Because, like, Disney Plus, I don't feel like, now that our kid is older, I don't really feel like we are watching it as much as we used to. Like, we used to watch it all the time for Bluey and when Encanto came out. Like, we were all into the princess movies. But now that she's six, she's getting a little bit older and she's watching other shows like Rainbow High and all this other stuff. I don't even know what all I have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that all last week, I never turned my TV on once. Yeah, see, your TV paying for wasn't that. even on, and I have a, I have all the HBOs and Showtimes and Stars and all of those too. Oh and yeah, that, you know, you're you just burning money. Yeah. I am, and even if it's just ten dollars a month, they add you have up ten dollars a month with five things. That's fifty bucks. Yep. But with these streaming services charging an average of twenty percent more, depending. Uh, I guess that would free up some extra money for the writers who've been on strike for over 100 days. You would think maybe? maybe. The actors? You would think maybe. I don't know. I mean, how does that affect negotiations? Because right now, they're not even talking. Mm -mm. And when they hear about this price increase... Weren't they supposed to get together this week, though, and, like, start to talk again? They had a a discussion. A discussion. Uh, They had a a meeting about getting a meeting together, basically. It was a meeting for a meeting. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 nothing happened. Evidently, the non-starters were the AI technology and the uh, pay increase, and they wouldn't even come to the table. So they couldn't even get a discussion. Wow. But the streaming services, they they had some uh, commentator on KTLA, who was, you know, some industry insider mm-hmm. was saying that these streaming services can basically wait them out because yes. they're collecting your money. Right. Not that this isn't somewhat painful for them, but it's a lot more painful for the striking workers because the executives at Disney Plus and Hulu aren't worried about losing their house. Right. So we'll see. Mm. But uh, Fran Drescher, the head of the Writers Guild, says they're prepared to hang in there for at least six months. We're not there yet. Yeah. But time will tell. A prime time price is right coming your way. Yeah, no kidding. We've seen plenty of lists of the best movies of all time and the worst movies of all time. But what about the stuff that's just, eh. (laughs) The Sword of the Stone. It wasn't awful. (laughs) But it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It's something in radio. We have the equivalent. It's called a filler record. It's not a huge hit. It's not a total bomb, but it's a song that we can play in between all of the hit records just to fill the space because you can't play the same eight songs every hour. AKA the weekend. You gotta fill you gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta throw some gotta songs on in between. And sometimes there's a song that come out and it's it, it's often by a, a great artist 
like a Pink or a, even a Taylor Swift yeah. can come out with a great filler record. It's not going to be a number one hit, but it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's a classic Post Malone. Right? It's okay. I bet some of these are our favorite movies, though. <laughs> you know I what? Bet, I'm I looking at them, and I could I, I can identify one, Ooh, yeah. two, three, four, five. Disney's Flight of the Navigator. Yep. <laughs> no, I... I don't know most of these. Vegas Vacation. Oh, I love that movie. That's number one. That is the best. Who is in that? It's a Lampoon movie. Yeah. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a Griswold that. family. Vegas Vacation. is Was the third or fourth. It's the oh, one okay. where they go to Las Vegas and they go on the damn tour. And it's so funny. Like, they just keep making all these damn jokes. Yeah. Here's another damn joke. And um, Rusty. I think up. that was the fourth one, wasn't it? Because he had the regular... Yes. Vacation and then Christmas vacation, European. then European and then Vegas. I think so. Right? But it was you, really Jeff. funny. Never heard of it. I missed yeah, that one. Neil yeah. Diamond is in it. What? It, yeah. Okay. Well, that okay. changes anyway, everything. Uh, <laughs> got it. All right. Vegas vacation followed by Robin Hood from the 2010. Yeah. That's the one with um, Kevin Costner. No, Kevin Costner. That one was in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Oh. No, who was? I have no recollection was, of this. Who was? I do. I'm just trying to remember Robin who the guy that this. was in it. Is it Manny Patinkin? No. Okay, Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, dumb. Pixels. Pixels the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Gnome Alone. Never saw no. that one. That's a that's a children's. I think that's animated. It's the gnomes. Gnome Alone. The little gnomes. Uh, number six, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. That Which was one pretty was good. That, was, that okay. was pretty good. I think I saw that with you, Jen. Is I that the know. one with, what's her name, the girl in it? This is the one where they flash back. It's the story of how they got the plans that Princess Leia was so desperately trying to get to Obi-Wan Kenobi in the very first Star Wars movie in 1977. Yeah, is that the one I saw with you or the one no. that Tim saw? No, I don't no. think either one of you saw that I just zoned me. out. When yeah. you said Princess Leia, right. everything yeah. after that was It's a the pre-story. <laughs> it is cool. Uh, the Fifty Shades movies. Yeah. Come on. Those number all seven. Horrible. Come on. Even the sex scenes weren't that good, which is what everybody went for. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, the Twilight movies. Come on. Awful. No. <laughs> Some of those weren't bad. It's funny to go back, you know, when they have a marathon on, which for some reason they did there. I don't remember if it was H. Oh, yeah. it was the 20 year anniversary of her writing the books. So they were showing them on and going back. I and do I'm like, agree. Those these are were, good. Um, these were cheesy. These are bad, but they're movies. still so great. That is a filler. Uh, Planet of the great. Apes, The Meg, mm. Ghost Rider, Monsters vs. Aliens, The Borrowers, The Blue Lagoon. That really dates back. Yeah. Uh, the Gary Marshall holiday rom-coms, Valentine's Day, which I have no recollection oh, of. Oh, cute. Jennifer Aniston. There were a bunch of A-listers yeah. in New those. New Year's Eve, Taylor Mother's Swift Day. I don't one. remember any of those. I remember yeah. New Year's Eve. New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve was, was good. Wasn't that the first one? It was cute. And it's a story of like A bunch of different couples. People. Yeah. Anyway, that's a list of the most eh movies of all time. See, not I the best, about, not uh, the worst, but... Yeah, it's kind of in the like, middle. The Meh. Sex in the City movie, whenever that's on, I always tune in because you're like, oh, that's cute. You know, it's not must-see television. But every single rom-com should be on that list. Sweet Home Alabama, The Notebook. They're all fillers. But they're wonderful. Wedding Planner. <laughs> it's all good stuff. All right, so David Harbour... He wants to be in more movies once Stranger Things wraps up because he doesn't want to only be known as Sheriff Hopper. 
And this is what he says. He says, I think about George Clooney leaving ER. Now we just see him as George Clooney. But there was a time when it was the guy from ER is doing a movie with Nicole Kidman. Now he clarifies that he loves the series and his fans. He wants to show that he can play different roles, though. He says, I don't want people yelling hopper on the street every five minutes the rest of my life. Okay. Is what David other Harbour, is he a memorable actor? Like, yeah. is he someone that could be yeah. potentially? I think a- so. Think he, he can move a, on and do he more? He could be a good bad guy. You know, if he decided to kind of totally change his look a little bit, I think he would be a good villain. Okay. And finally, Robbie Robertson of the band died yesterday after a long illness. Up on Cripple Creek, she sends me if I spring a leaf. Guy was 80. He and his bandmates were Bob Dylan's backup band for the iconic live concert known as The Last Waltz. Anyway, he was not usually the lead singer of the band songs. But he wrote many of their hits, and uh, he was one of the guitarists. There's some great songs. Yeah, great songs. What's interesting is how tight the members of the band got with each other while recording one of their most popular albums. They recorded it at a famous celebrity's house. 1969. When we were making the band album, we rented Sammy Davis Jr.'s house, and we could all live together. And we turned the pool house into a recording studio. And the music that we were able to make was so together. The effect that it's had on music to this day is quite extraordinary, and I'm so proud of that. I just hold that very warmly in my heart. That would be cool. See, That'd he be led so me to cool. believe that Sammy Davis Jr. had a studio in his house. Uh, nope. They just rented the house and set up a set ma- makeshift up. studio in the pool house. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Turned yeah. out to be one of the greatest albums of all time. So, anyway, Robbie Robertson, gone at the age of 80. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.